0: 24 Nisan, Chaf Daled Nisan, Tzaddik, His Praise, 269. 4L 5569, Breslov. The Rebbe said, I am more humble than all the known Tzaddikim. Each one has his own task, and as for me, I am the humble one, because as far as I am concerned, they are of no importance whatsoever. Humility means that one does not consider himself to be anything at all. In his own eyes, he is nothing. Since they are of no importance at all as far as I am concerned, I am therefore their humble one. What does this mean? Out of all the known sadikim, I am the humble one in the sense that this one does one thing, another something else, but as for me, I do not hold by them at all. Thus, when you take us all together, as a collectivity as it were, I am the one with the quality of humility. The only question is who do I hold to be more nothing, myself or them? and it would appear that the Rebbe held himself to be more nothing. Similarly, as regards Moses, for me, the verse which describes him as being very humble above all the men that are on the face of the earth, Numbers 12.3, is problematic. How can it be right to describe Moses in this way? They were all his pupils. How could he be humble before them? The only way to explain the verse is along similar lines to what I said before. He was humble above all the men in the sense that he possessed the quality of humility of all the men. He possessed the humility of all mankind, because as far as he was concerned, they were all in the category of humility, for they were all nothing. He himself, however, held himself to be more nothing than he did them. Understand this well. Editor's Note My own understanding of what the Rebbe meant is that Moses had attained such heights In his perception of the greatness of the Creator, that he saw the devotions and service of human beings as being nothing in relation to the greatness of God. He himself was the leader and teacher of all Israel, because he had attained more than anyone. Nevertheless, he held himself to be nothing, more so than anyone else. The reason was that it was precisely because his perception was so exalted that he perceived all the more profoundly how all his service and devotions were of no importance whatsoever in relation to the greatness of God. Rebbe Nachman's Wisdom His Wisdom, 115 Man's main test in this world involves sexual temptation. People may also be greatly tempted by money. This can degrade a person and is a form of idolatry. Still, it does not compare to sexual temptation, which is man's main test. 116 a man was once speaking to the Rebbe, praising someone else for his good character. He said that the other was arntlich, ethical. The Rebbe replied that it is inappropriate to call a Jew ethical. The nations of the world, who may have a morality determined by common sense and fairness, can be called ethical. But the Jews are a holy people, Isaiah 62.12. We observe moral commandments that are logical and fair, but we do not do so for reasons of ethics. Our Creator gave us a Torah. We keep the commandments because they were decreed by God, and not for any logical or moral reasons. It is written in the words of King David, The way of your commandments I will run. Psalms 119.32 There are commandments and customs that involve morality. These are a way of life. King David calls them the way. One would follow these ways on the basis of ethical fairness alone. For example, an ethical person would abstain from stealing, even without a divine commandment. King David spoke of such commandments called the Way. He said of them, The Way of your commandments I will run. I will not keep these commandments because they are moral, but because they are your commandments. It is for this reason that I run to keep them. The Way includes commandments that are ethically logical, but I do not follow the Way because it is proper and ethical the way of your commandments I will run. I run to keep them because you decreed them in your Torah. The Talmud states, only the Jews are called Adam. Yivamos 61a. Derech mitzvotecha arutz, the way of your commandments I will run. The initial letters of the Hebrew words spell Adam, man. Israel is a holy people and they are called Adam. They do not keep a moral code because it is logical or ethical but because it is decreed by God. The Alphabet Bet Book Money A. 103 Pain of the eyes or teeth is a sign of impending harm to one's livelihood. 104 Whatever one wants, whether it is wisdom or wealth or children, he should strive to attain it through natural means and plead for mercy that these means prove successful. B. 1 When the year is one of economic prosperity, it augurs physical health. 2 Whoever has an unquenchable desire to work the land will come to one of three things, either shedding innocent blood, or leprosy, or drunkenness. 3. Fearing God and acting kindly to others saves one from being harmed by fire, and he merits earning a living. 4. A decline in adherence to legal rulings based on the Torah causes a decrease in livelihood. The inverse is also true, as an increase in adherence to Torah law brings an increase in income. Moharan, 1. Lesson number 65. 5. During the time that a person is nullified to the ultimate goal, which is entirely good, his suffering actually does disappear. But it is impossible to remain permanently in the state of self nullification, and it must instead be in the manner of running and returning. Now, when the intellect returns from its nullification back into the mind, the mental faculties cannot receive the level of understanding that the intellect attained during its nullification, since this understanding is on the level of infinity. Because of this, the mind once again feels the pain of the suffering. Not only that, but the suffering is actually greater than it was before. Just as when two men are wrestling, when one of them sees that his opponent is beginning to overtake him, he then rallies his strength and fights even harder. Subsequently, however, the suffering is alleviated, and the person is comforted for it through the new Torah insights that he attains as a result of the suffering. For through the nullification to the ultimate goal that the person experienced, whereby he comprehended that all his suffering is actually a great favor, he was thereby filled with joy. And joy is the vessel for receiving new Torah insights. See more in this lesson in Lakute Muharan. Then, through these new Torah insights, his suffering is mitigated. This is the meaning of the verse, Happy is the man whom you chastise, Tiasrenu, O God, and whom you instruct from your Torah. Psalms 94.12 Since through the suffering, Hayisurim, a person merits new understanding in the Torah. Copiers note, this is also consistent with the next verse in this psalm, to mitigate the days of evil for him. Psalms 94.13, because through his new Torah insights, a person's suffering is thereby alleviated. 6. The indication of whether or not a person accomplished what he should have through his suffering, and whether he has received his suffering in the proper manner, is when he subsequently merits new Torah insights, since this shows that he merited to nullify himself to the ultimate goal through his suffering. Even though he was compelled to return from his state of self-nullification, nevertheless, from the residual light remaining from this state, he was then filled with joy, and he thereby attained new Torah insights. Copiers note, see the end of this lesson in likute Moharan, where it is written, this is the concept of the Garden of Eden, the aspect of Moses and Aaron. Garden corresponds to what is expressed in the verse, their soul will be like a watered garden, Jeremiah 31.11. And Eden is the idea of the ultimate goal, since no eye has seen it, referring to the concept of self-nullification. It seems, in my humble opinion, that what is meant here is that they, Moses and Aaron, are the masters of the field and of the garden of Eden, who can bring Jewish souls to their ultimate purpose. For Aaron corresponds to garden, as in, their souls will be like a watered garden, the continuation of which reads, And I will sate the soul of the priests with plenty. 31.13. Moses, in turn, corresponds to Eden, to nullification to the ultimate goal. As explained in lesson number four, then Moses nullified his entire sense of independent existence and he attached himself completely to the ultimate goal, to the light of the infinite, where there is no differentiation at all, but rather God, Havaya, is the Lord, Elohim, and everything is good. This refers to God's attribute of compassion, which is associated with the name Havaya, and to his strict attribute of judgment, which is associated with the name Elohim. When a person is truly attached or nullified to the infinite, he sees that there is no difference between compassion and strict judgment, what we would call good and bad, but rather that everything is really good, as explained earlier in this lesson. There, in the Garden of Eden, the Holy One, blessed be He, will make a circle of the tzaddikim in the future, and each one will point with his finger. Tanit 31a It is explained at the end of this lesson in Likutei Moharan that this circle alludes to the joy that comes from self-nullification, which is the vessel for receiving Torah. The Torah, in turn, is alluded to by the finger, as in, the two tablets of stone which were written with the finger of God. Exodus 31.18 Rabbi Nachman's Stories, The Master of Prayer Because of their great fear of him, they began to worship and bring sacrifice to their gods. They took people of lesser wealth, whom they considered animals, and sacrificed them to their gods. They also engaged in other similar acts of worship. Meanwhile, the mighty warrior was constantly coming closer to them. He began to send soldiers asking if they were willing to submit to his way, and they became terrified. They did not know what to do their traders came forth with advice. They told them of a land where all the people were gods who rode on angels. All the people of that land, great and small alike, were so wealthy that according to the standards of the land of wealth, they would all be gods. Even the lowliest among the people in that land was so wealthy that in the land of wealth, he would be a god. The people of that land used angels for transportation. Their horses were bedecked with so much gold and treasure, that their ornamentation alone would be enough to confer the status of angel upon a person in the land of wealth. They therefore used angels for transportation. They would harness three pairs of angels to their coaches, and this would be their means of transportation. Therefore, the trader said, you must send messengers to this land. Since all the people in this land were gods, they would certainly be able to help you. They believed that they would surely be helped by that land, since everyone there was a god." Reb Nussen's Letters, Year 1, Letter number 144, With the Help of God, Sunday, Pinchas 5594. Warm greetings to my dear beloved son, Reb may he live. I have received three letters from you, but until today I had no one with whom to send a response. How very happy I was about the letter from Lemberg. Even if we still need great salvation and mercy for the good dividends that we are waiting for today, Nonetheless, in a manner like this, it is good to thank God for the initial glimmer of the sprouting of salvation, too. Regardless of what happens by His loving kindness, it is still no insignificant thing that letters are now coming from there, Lemberg, concerning this matter. May God have pity on His people, and may He finish for us in accordance with His will and the will of those who truly fear Him. May God finish for me. Concerning the house that you bought, you also cheered me with the news that you dismissed the tenant. Judging from your letter, you prefer the second one to the first. Thank God you have already come to a fair compromise with him and have taken possession of the part that you wanted. In all this, it is good to thank God for the past and to make requests of him for the future. My hands, too, are stretched toward heaven that you will enter your house for a long life of good and peace. May you be worthy of engaging there in Torah, prayer, and good deeds, you and your offspring for many long years for generations to come. May there be peace in your home and flourishing in your sanctuary. May you flourish to a ripe old age, and may you thrive as a watered garden. Amen. May it be his will. I have, praise God, a nice piece to say on the subject of the house of Israel that relates to the true eternal goal, but I do not have time to explain it now, especially not in a letter. Our honorable friend, Reb Tully, may his light shine, is here now. He is leaving today or tomorrow, and I have to talk to him, so I cannot go on any longer. May the Master of Salvation save you and grant you success in all your endeavors, and may the plans of those who rise up to harm you quickly be foiled. May you always direct your thoughts to the world to come with every thought, word, and deed that comes to you each day. Likutei Moharan one 54-2 The words of your Father, waiting for your salvation and praying for you. Nassan of Breslov Rev. Nussin's Letters, Year 2, Letter number 380, with Thanks to God, Thursday, Purim 5602, Breslov. The letter which I have just given to deliver was written yesterday, and you will understand from it how firmly my love for you is implanted in my heart, and how I don't forget you, God forbid. I had already handed over that letter for delivery today, after the Megillah reading, when the bearer of this letter arrived. I then sent someone to retrieve it, and I gave it to the bearer of this letter. How great are God's deeds in their every nuance and their every last detail. I received the wine and it is still unopened. May God help me, and may it be wine which gives joy and brings me to joy. I just now received your letter. It uplifted me tremendously that you feel the preciousness of the prayers, meaning l'kutei Filot. and in particular, the prayer which relates to Purim. Praise God, we had the meal in celebration of the Brit Milah yesterday evening after the Megillah reading. We rejoiced over the lesson upon which that prayer is based. That Purim is a preparation for Pesach which enables a person to guard himself from every trace of chametz. Likutei By God's kindness, I have many ideas about this little trace of chametz, for the concept is something very, very profound indeed. Everyone can understand how everything depends on a trace. It is impossible to elaborate about this, though. It is not yet sufficiently clarified, even in my own mind, so how can I talk about it and reveal it? The kindnesses of God are just endless. Rose of Yaakov, merriment and joy. Send greetings to Rabbi Yaakov, Rabbi Itzik, Reb Moshe Mordechai, and to all our comrades with a great love. Tell them to rejoice and dance on Purim and at all times, and that through this they will mitigate the harsh judgments. For this is the wind that blows in the six joints of the arms and the six joints of the legs. Likute Moharan 1. 10.6. Had we come into the world only to hear this, it would have been enough. Fortunate are we. Indeed, we can really be happy all the time, and especially on Purim. Shemot HaTzadikim elah <laughs> Kohanim veHalaviyim asher alu imzru bavel ben Shaltiel vYeshua, yermia, Ezra, Amariah, Maluch, Chatush, Shechaniah, Rechom, Meremot, Ido, Gintoi. Avia, Miamin, Maadia, Bilga, Shemaya, Yoyarev, Yedaya, Salu, Amok, Chilkia, Yedaya. Halavim, Yeshua, binui, Kadmiel, Shereveya, Yehuda, Matanya, Bakbukia. Uni, Yoyakim, Eliashiv, Yoyada, Yonatan, Yadua, Mariah, Hananya, Meshulam, Yehochanan, Yonatan, Yosef, Adna, Chilkai, Zekaria, Meshulam, Zichri, Piltai, Shamua, Yehonatan, Matnai, Uzi, Kalai, Ever, Hashavia, Netanel, Hoshaya, Chatzisari Yehuda, Azaria, Ezra, Meshulam, Yehuda, Binyamin, Shemaya, Yirmia, Zachariah, Ben Yonatan, Ben Shemaya, Ben Matanya, Ben Michaya, Ben Zakur, Ben Asaf, Shemaya, Azarel, Milalai, Gilalai, Maai, Netanel, Yehuda, Chanani, Eliakim, Maasiyah, Minyamin, Michaya, Elioenai, Zecharia, Hananiah, Maaseya, Shemaya, Elazar, Uzi, Hochanan, Malkiah, Elam, azer, Izrachya hapakid, Shelemiah ha-Kohen, Tzadok Fadaya, Hanan ben Zakur ben Matanya, Yitro, Yehonadav ben Rechav, Gedaliah ben Achikam, Elimelech, Naomi, Rut, Zipporah Eshet Moshe Devorah meinek Rivka, Matityahu ben Yochanan Koingrado Hasmonai, and his sons, Yehuda Makabi the firstborn, the second Yonatan, the third Yochanan, the fourth Shimon, the fifth Elazar. Rev. Nassim's Prayers 1 Prayer number 125 185 Hashem, You are our God and God of our fathers, God of Abraham, God of Isaac, and God of Jacob. You are the great, mighty, and awesome God, have compassion on us and draw your holy fearfulness and awesomeness unto us. Guard me and rescue me from every type of fallen superficial fear. May I never fear anything in the world, neither wild beasts nor thieves, corrupt officials nor wicked people, or anything else that people usually fear. Guard me and rescue me from all of these so that I will not fear them at all. Instead, when I meet them, may I realize swiftly and immediately the ultimate truth that they have no power to frighten me unless fear from above has fallen into them and been clothed in them. May I raise that fear to its root and fear you, awesome God. May I truly attain holy fear and raise all fallen fears to their root. Lift me up level by level until I reach supernal fear so completely that I no longer need to draw supernal fear upon myself by contemplating the fear of lower things. May I be aroused on my own to feel total fear of you, Increase my wisdom, understanding, and knowledge in great holiness until I will attain complete supernal fear as a result of contemplating your greatness and exaltedness. Your fear and awe rest upon all the heavenly angels, all those who dwell above and below. They all tremble before you and fear you. Who does not fear you, king of the nations? This is fitting for you, because among all the sages of the nations and in the midst of all their sovereignty, none is like you. There is none like you, Hashem. You are great and your name is great in might. God is dreaded in the great counsel of the mighty ones and he awesomely transcends all those who surround him. You who are filled with compassion, great and awesome God, give me truly complete fear, the fear of punishment and the fear of your exaltedness with complete ultimate holiness. Help me and save me swiftly. May your fear be upon my face so that I will no longer commit any sins at all. If I have acted sinfully, I will no longer do so. May I no longer return to foolishness. Tzaddikim are the treasure house of fear of heaven. In your great compassion, help me, my children, and all the children of your nation, the house of Israel, come close to true Tzaddikim, who are the treasure house of fear of heaven, for they are filled with fear, awe, and dread of you. Help me come close to them, until through them I am able to attain holy and pure fear, lower fear and supernal fear, and rise ever higher with ultimate perfection. Help me and save me at every moment. May I break all the obstacles and barriers that keep me from coming close to Tzaddikim who truly fear you. With the help of your compassion, may I break and nullify all obstacles, whether from human beings, near and far, great and small, or whether from my mind, due to money issues or to other difficulties and exertions, all types of obstacles and confusions. May I strive and toil to return quickly to the true tzaddikim. May no obstacle in the world hold me back. Compassionate and righteous God, you are mighty and awesome. You know the powerful, holy fear that the true tzaddikim attained as a result of serving you, their toil and self-sacrifice on your behalf. They recognized you and feared you with an incredible, supernal fear that grew ever higher, a holy fear that has the power to reach us. Have compassion on me for their sake. Pour their holy and wondrous fear unto me, so that I will attain ongoing, complete fear of you. May your fear be upon my face, so that I will no longer sin, and I will return to you in truth and with a full heart. Have compassion on me for the sake of your name. Help me always yearn to come close to true tzaddikim and to those who fear you, until I strengthen my desire and will to break every kind of obstacle in the world. Help me bear all kinds of troubles and distractions, toil and suffering, in order to come close to true tzaddikim and be truly attached to them. May I draw down and receive from them true, complete fear of you, so that I will truly be in accordance with your goodwill, always and forever. As a result of these obstacles, difficulties and troubles, may I come close to true tzaddikim. As a result of that, may I become a holy and pure vessel to receive an abundance of goodness and blessing for me and for the entire house of Israel.